This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Scott Van Pelt is the host of the Scott Van Pelt Show on ESPN. He also hosts the Monday Night Football pregame on ESPN. Uh, This was year one of doing it, and he joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. You know, I was thinking about this. You haven't been on the show in a while, and it's my fault for not asking you because you always say yes, but I haven't had you on. I was looking through... I think it was September the last time you were on. How how are you for everybody out there that's wondering how Scott Van Pelt is doing? <laughs> well, I, I was wondering what I'd done if I if it was a bad hit last time. You know, I didn't know what what, what the issue was, but I, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, because you have so many bad hits. Um, yeah. No, it's just that you're you're busy. Um, your schedule, uh, you know, for the early morning show, you could never come on because you were essentially no. <laughs> getting home as I was getting up. And it just didn't work out. But my new hours of ten to one, it's it's you still sleep in, you, you know, because you're getting home late. But it it should work out uh, more often than it has. Um, and it is now. It is now. So I was talking in the last segment about this final week of the NFL season and how you know smart betters look for the teams that have nothing to play for, typically getting a short number against those that have everything to play for. That has been a strategy that has served some of us very well over the years. Have you looked at the board and does anything stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple that kind of fit that mold. And, and I mean, it's uh, Tennessee, you know, against Jacksonville. 
you know, who's the quarterback? Is it Levis or Tannehill? Don't know. Don't care. I mean, it's, you know, Tennessee is, is the spot that fits. Um, I think Green Bay does. Um, the who else? I had one. Oh, Panthers. Carolina. Carolina. But I, and I mean, if you've been, if you've been at the window firing on them every week, just because it's the board, you know, the math or however you want to say it tells you that's where you should be. Well, you've basically been lighting your money on fire. Um, no, not, not recently. Good. Not recently. No. They didn't score uh, they, a point they, They've week. actually, yeah. I think I've won three out of the last four times I've had the Panthers, which has been over the last, you know, five, six weeks. Well, maybe. Uh, I'm just I'm thinking of the yeah. most recent uh, 60 minutes of football they put on tape. They're not very good. Um, <laughs> but, no, you, you – I mean, look, in winters, I said, you know, if this is the last chance I have to take Carolina, I kind of have to do it. So, uh, I mean, it, it is odd how often that has proven to be true, uh, the, the, the teams that, in theory, have nothing versus the teams that, that clearly not theory – it's a real thing. They have everything to play for, have to win to make it kind of, uh, you know, Green Bay last year against Detroit, you know, I mean, on their home field, Detroit went in there and beat them. Chicago's in the same spot this week, uh, going to Lambeau, trying to keep them out, and uh, they have nothing to gain by winning. Yeah, I, that's that's the one that that stands out more than any other because not only that, you get a Chicago team that's actually – played pretty well this NFL season's been strange and I just I just went through it about how many teams and the narratives on teams have changed so dramatically whether it was you know Denver early in the season or Philadelphia midway through the season um what you know as we approach the final week of the season what's what stood out to you about the season as a whole more than anything else I thought San Francisco looked like you know, the best team by a lot, the fact that they had obliterated Dallas and Green uh, and Philadelphia, excuse me, um, to, when they were when they were whole, meaning when they had, you know, 71 and 19, when they had Williams and Debo, they pretty much hadn't been beaten. Baltimore going in there and beating them the way they did, um, along with a couple of other games that they've had against, say, the Ravens and, uh, excuse me, the Lions and the Seahawks at home. Um, those are the two teams that I think have clearly elevated themselves to a place where they look the part. They look like the ones. Um, Philly, Philly melting this last month and a half is the most interesting. Like, what's the deal here? Um, like, they were unbeaten other than a, a just a weird last two minutes against the Jets where it all went wrong. Um, and now, I mean, they just got beat on their home field by a team that I don't even know if Arizona was actively – wanting to win but i give them all the credit for playing hard and they did uh but but i don't know what the deal is with philly and they're they're gonna you know be on the road against well, i guess maybe tampa bay if they win and i don't know they uh, we were at the seattle game and granted that was kind of a, a houdini act by the seahawks but the, the eagles left the win the door open to, to lose and they did um and they looked so good and seemed to be so confident and now they look so unsure and unsteady and I don't know what that's about. So, I mean, you talk about narratives changing. I mean, to me, no one has looked uh, more different from, say, October, November to now early January than, Phil- than Philadelphia. Yeah, the only thing is that uh, early in the season, you could tell they were struggling defensively. But they, you know, everybody said, oh, but this is a championship medal team, and look at them, and they just win. But they, they barely beat Washington twice. Twice? Um, no, you're right. But th- th- those games should have been instructive because Washington 
looked as good as they looked all year in those two windows against Philly. But I think there was, and you earn it by winning, but Philly managed to win those games. And I think really good teams manage to win games when they don't have their best, right? The, the teams that have high ceilings, when they play to their ceiling, they're going to crush you. But the teams that have high ceilings that kind of mess around but still win, you know, this is a league, as you, you and I well know, you know, you lose games. And Philly wasn't losing those games, even when Washington played well. So uh, now they're not. And now they're finding they're finding a path to losses. And maybe maybe we're overreacting to that, but they seem a little bit more shook by it than anybody. You know, Sirianni and making the changes and just Patricia's calling plays. And, every, and Jalen Hurts seems, you know, did he mean like we're not committed when that, that comment after the game? I didn't necessarily think he meant much by it, but that's the kind of line when you say it, it's certainly going to be a headline. Like, well, what do you mean? Who's not committed? And I don't know. It just seems like they seems like they 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 split the switch to panic mode there. Um, I, I, I start to say unnecessarily. They would know if it was necessary or not, but they did it. So, for those that don't know, Scott, you know, was is a lifelong sports fan of the teams here. Not as passionately of the of the professional teams as he once was, but. You pay attention to the Washington pro football franchise here, and we've talked a lot about in recent weeks, this is debatably the worst on-the-field product that this franchise has ever had, and there are plenty of seasons to choose from, you know, especially during the Snyder era. Um, Denton and I were just talking about it. They might right now be the worst team in the NFL. I mean, who's worse? Carolina, but I think Carolina yeah. might be favored if the if the game were in Charlotte. Uh, maybe I don't know, but Carolina gets short numbers every week, and then they go get blown out. I, Carolina has gotten weird respect from from the book. I, I I can't quite. I mean, they're getting four and a half this week. I mean, I don't I don't get they're it. They're three. They're three and one in their last four against the number. I understand that. I'm just telling you, they, they yeah they. You think they're a good football team? I don't. No, no, I, I don't. They're, they're three and two. Excuse right, okay. me. In the in the last your, five. Your point, your point is no. still that, that if Washington played Carolina, what would the number be? I don't know, but no, I'm just I, Washington I, is, they're not. Good I just want to know what you think about this franchise right now and where it's headed because this was the worst on the field season you could argue in franchise history. The good news is Dan's gone and things will change beginning on Monday. That's the that's the working theory, and I there's no question that that Josh and the ownership group gets a year of, uh, of cushion to just whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And, you know, there was a bit of optimism early, Hey, sellouts and there's crowds. And then it's like, well, at the end of the year, it's the same deal. It's, it's the stadium takeover by whoever you're playing. And, you know, they, they messed around and almost beat the jets, which would have been a catastrophe. Um, and, and look, I give the, I give the men out there who are pros that are playing and that want to win. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm not in that locker room. I shouldn't act like it, the fan that I'm acting like now, but you, you'd rather lose because you'd rather get a better pick. And they, that managed to happen. Cause what Zerline made like a 54 yarder. Um, I think, you know, you start with Hal and you're wondering, is he a guy? And now you end the year and Brissett, when he's gotten in, has looked better, which doesn't surprise me. I think Brissett's a really good backup. Uh, he's demonstrated that. Um, but, I mean, at some point you have to find the guy who's the guy. Uh, is Hal that? I don't know. You've had a year to kind of figure that out. The returns would say it's just too inconsistent, right? Um, but there's so many other questions. You know, the, the defense has just been horrendous um, all year long statistically. And so – I guess you enter into an off season 
you have hope that it's different. And now you're going to get a chance to find out what, what course do they chart? Because this is the end of the, the Rivera road. I think that's obvious. And now what do they do? And I was wrong. I thought Rivera would come to here and I thought he'd be a steady hand and he'd be, you know, all these kind of football cliches, leader of men, yada, yada. And they, they, they come out of the dark. Well, that, that didn't happen. So, you know, hand up here. I was wrong on that. So I, I, I'll hope that whatever path they go now is, is a different one than it's been. All right. So you and I both love Saturdays even more than Sundays. Um, and so you've got a feeling and strong feelings about the various quarterbacks that will be coming out. Washington, if they lose Sunday, pretty good chance they'll have the number two pick. Uh, worst uh-huh. case, the number three pick. Uh, of the guys that are being talked about, and let's just pretend all of them are available for them wherever they pick. Give me the order in which you like the college quarterbacks as pros. The uh, the Caleb year was interesting because it's 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 just a lot that goes that it's that it's part of that whole thing and it goes back like to the Gonzaga days. You heard stories about you know just how uber involved you know his his dad was in the idea of you know training and and built, brand building and all the rest. And you know this year for USC it was awful. It wasn't because of him. Um, but I, I still think he, I still think he might be the unicorn talent of the group. Um, May and Carolina, like as good as he's, as, as good as the tape says he is, and a lot of people really like him. Their year fell apart in a weird way. Then, I like, you, you know, you got a Heisman Trophy winner from LSU that people are trying to say is better than Burrow. I don't think that. I mean, you know, he. he I, the thing I worry about with him is how skinny he is. Right. And how much he runs, and is is that is that what you want to try to do in the NFL? Um, and then the, the wild card to me is Penix. Like he's older and he's got a weird injury history, but like put on the tape and ask yourself, like, what are we talking about? Is I mean, is was he better than Jaden Daniels this year? No, I think Jaden Daniels was the best player I watched in college football this year. And I, I I'm not even agree. sure it was close. I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that. I, I, I'll admit to this when it comes to Jaden Daniels. I think I remember the Arizona State guy and I and, and still think in those terms of who he could be. Like, just a skinny guy that was running around and Arizona State wasn't very good. And I was like, this guy's got some stuff. But, I mean, I didn't know he was going to turn into this electrifying playmaker that he became and he had really good wideouts at LSU and he was excellent. Um, but I, I, I think the, I think the order is pro it's the, the fascinating conversation is going to be between, between Caleb may and, and those two at the, at the top, I think. And then Daniels, I assume is seen as a third and then it'll all be, the interview process and the combine with these teams and see who who do people really like. And, and the NFL is so bad at figuring it out at the top. You know, traditionally, um, you know, Houston got, I don't say they got lucky, but they got Stroud by default because they didn't have the opportunity to take Bryce. And I don't think it's fair to judge Bryce on the year he had because they didn't have any difference makers at wide out. Their own line was bad. But, like, First year returns would tell you that, that Houston got the better quarterback uh, of the two, and 
Washington is going to get the chance to get the, a, a default pick. I, I assume, I don't assume Chicago's taking a quarterback. You don't, you don't assume that? I don't. I think Fields has made it interesting enough that they've got to figure, like, got to ask themselves, is, are we punting on this guy? And if they are, I mean, I suppose they could get a bunch of draft capital for him. But I think my order, just to answer your question, I think it's, I think it's Caleb, then it's May, then it's, then it's Daniels. I think that's it. Yeah, the, the, the one that I can't figure out, honestly, I don't get the, the fascination with McCarthy. What do you like? He has been kind of the the default fourth. Now I think Penix Jr. is changing that with the, the the game, especially that he had on Monday night, but even the Oregon Pac-12 championship game. But what do you think of McCarthy? Because I've seen him projected as high as top twelve. I don't see it at all. Yeah, right. I don't. I, no, I don't. I don't. And I mean, probably. I mean. It, it, what's he asked to do? You know how much how much is on the how much is on the plate there? Yeah, I mean he had that that was a big drive the other night down seven. Um, but you know even in the I overtime it was two it, it was two handoffs to Quorum I mean, I into the I end zone. I don't. I mean there's 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 a wide open Quorum play on fourth and two and a, and a ball that gets tipped and, and Wilson makes a hell of a catch on. I mean I'm not saying he can't do it. It just I mean, it's not not the the tape's not close to the other guys. Yeah, it's it's just not. If I were to tell you right now, Caleb Williams is not the number one pick, but a quarterback went number one. Who was? Who is it? Man, really? Yeah, okay. I think so. I, I I think NFL types have have thought. I think there was. I think there was way more of a split among among. NFL war rooms before the year started than maybe among fans. I just think, I, I think people really, really, really talked him up and really, really liked him. I think that's what I understand anyway. Uh, I, think, I think that's who. I, I, now, now, granted, you know, does, does, does the year that Daniels had changed the conversation? You know, maybe. I just think he's so slight that that that, that would be a fear. Um but that that I think that would be the fear. I, I I don't know. NFL teams are so bad at getting this right. I mean, they're no better than us. So I mean, yeah, I, and they I, know a lot more than us because it's the, the process that. that you talked about, the interviews oh, that oh, end up playing yeah, a large but role. I, I think it gets I think it gets in the way. That's why with Penix, I just laugh and go, put on the tape. You're going to tell me he's 24, like as if that means he's a geriatric and his injury history is bad. And you know, like I, I don't know who throws a better ball than that guy. Over no, and over and over. He's got five throws a game that you're like, Jesus, look at this guy throw the ball. Yeah, he and not only that, I thought Monday night, and we talked about this yesterday, what you really saw was he was so good in the pocket at creating more time. And you know, you've you've watched all of his games too. There have been games this year where he's been wildly inaccurate, other than the deep ball. You know, the deep balls looked great all year. By the way, Jaden Daniels throws an incredible deep ball, too. I, I think they're pretty that. close on, on yeah, deep ball I, throws. I think maybe I just I think maybe I just watched more games of, of Penix more uh, critically um, than, than Daniels just because LSU's games, a lot, of time, a lot of times got out of hand. I mean, the spectacular plays were just, you know, he had yeah. so many Heisman moments. He, I think he earned it, there's no question. But I don't know, it'll be – It'll be fun to see the process and all that's cooked into it, and then, you know, how do how do how do teams view it? I don't know. 
but but I think I still think Caleb's got the gifts of of, of you know his size, his ability to extend plays, the the ad lib ability is just outrageous, man. It's just not it's not his fault that this defense couldn't stop anybody. No, couldn't stop anybody. Uh, we're talking to Scott Van Pelt joining us on the show. You know, I think the thing with Fields is so interesting because. Basically, the Washingtons, if he's available, the Washingtons and the New Englands are going to have to look at it and say, is he better than the guys in the draft that we could pick here? Because he's only 24 years old. He's basically a year older than Penix, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, where would you where would you put Fields if he were in this group right now? That's such an interesting question. I like him better because I know – I've seen it, and I've I've seen, I you know, this year with he didn't have a one before, and now in in more he's had a one. Um, you know, a guy you can look at and just say, all right, who am I throwing it to? All right, I'll throw it to you. Um, and I, I feel like his teammates' um, support of him is telling as well, right? Because it seems it seems that the room really responds to him as a leader and as a player. That's really telling as a young guy that hadn't had a ton of success. The fan base um, too, been, Scott. Agreed. Agreed. And that's a great sports town as we know. And you know, I I, I think a little bit of that, Kevin, is you've seen enough that it's like, it's like the game show and it's is, is this the shiny new car? Maybe not, but behind door number three you know, might be a couch. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. taking that taking that college kid as intoxicating as that as that possibility undoubtedly would be, especially if you believe Caleb's generational. If you believe that, or if you prefer May and you think that, well then then Chicago will do it. But then that's scary as hell because if you're the GM, if you're polls, like you're looking at that, and you're going, man, if I f this up. <laughs> and, and, and Fields turns out that he was his trajectory really was on a on an upward flight that was going to take him to a place where he could be a a, a true franchise quarterback for for a, a decade long run. We'll make it a five year run, and any more five years might as well be a hundred. And and you get it wrong, then you then you blow, you've blown it. So I I I mean, am I saying I? I guess if I'm saying I keep Fields and not draft a quarterback, I'm saying I like him better than anybody. And and saying that feels crazy. I'm just saying I'm glad I don't have to be the one to make that choice. Uh, yeah, it's going to – I mean, you really laid it out because you could be – people think you could be passing on Mahomes to keep Fields, who probably isn't going to be Mahomes. Um Speaking of him, actually, we'll get to him in a moment. Uh, real quickly, while we're on college, uh, Washington has bucked uh, our conventional way of thinking about games for several weeks pretty much in a row now. Um, do they do it again Monday night against Michigan as a four-and-a-half-point dog? I was, I was talking to uh, our guy Stanford Steve about this the, last night, and it's it, what, what's interesting is I just think that the, the, the Bama-Michigan game was a phone booth, line of scrimmage fight, right? I mean, you knew that's what it was going to be, and that's what it was. And that Michigan front got after Alabama in ways you just don't see them get gotten after too often. Washington's O-line group, for those that don't follow college football, there's an award called the Joe Moore, which goes to the best, the best line in the game. Washington won it. Washington's quarterback-wide receiver group is the best that Michigan's faced. It's it, it, if the answer is yes, it's going to be because their O line wins and it gives Penix time to be 
the difference maker that he is at quarterback. Um, but I, I don't, I think Michigan, I think Michigan manages to turn the us against the world thing into a, into a real thing and wins. Um, and, and I think you'll know quickly if, if, if it's, if it's a track meet game or if it's Michigan's able to, to own the line of scrimmage game. And if it is, then I, I think they win. Um, but Washington's managed to, to, to go like they, they went up against Oregon and, I think Steve and I said on SportsCenter, like, look, I, we know Oregon lost in Washington. We, we both left that game and since then thinking Oregon was better. And then Washington went out to Vegas and kicked their ass. They were better. Like, that wasn't a mistake. Yeah. They were better. And, you know, Washington had to hang on for dear life. Like, the end of that game against Texas was just kind of a wild combination of circumstances. Um, but they, they made the plays they had to make to, to, to hang on. I just I – don't, I don't see Washington scoring 30-something points against Michigan. Um but I also don't think Michigan's going to be able to win a game if they only score on one drive in the second half. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, and I think Michigan manages to win. Yeah, as you were describing, you know, kind of Washington and thinking about Bama, because I, in the first half of the, the, the Rose Bowl semifinal, Michigan dominated the line of scrimmage against Alabama. And yet it was only 13 to 10, and I felt like it could have been a lot worse. And Milrow is is definitely behind Penix Jr. and being able to kind of read defenses and throw from the pocket. Milrow is, you know, makes plays with his legs. If Washington can protect, um, there was I, I agree with you. Like I can see Washington scoring and and scoring more than we think. I think the the, the interesting thing is is Michigan could line it up against Washington's defense. I think all night long and just run it right down their throat and sort yes. of dominate the, the 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 game with their offense and running game. Think, but think, it's I a great matchup. I think so too. And I mean. I felt like the, the, the semis, you know, the Florida State conversation notwithstanding, I understood their frustration. Any fan base would have felt that way. But, but I, you know, given their quarterback situation, it felt like these four would give us games just like we got. I mean, it, it didn't surprise me that this was the result. Um, it, it felt like you could have put, pulled any two names out of a hat. And you'd go, okay, cool. Like, that game seems interesting to me. And this, this certainly is that. The fact that it's, you know, a future Big Ten matchups, just a wild kind of reality of where we now live. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. On FSU, and I talked about this, and I forget if we've talked about this, but I didn't like the way they handled the game um, against Georgia. And it it wasn't so much all of the opt-outs. It was – the complaining and the discussion of how hurt they were, and that's why everybody opted out afterwards, by a coach who I really like and I think has done a really good job. But that was really embarrassing. And there were players opting out that aren't going to be playing in the pros. I agree. I agree with all of their anger. Any team would have felt that way. I totally get it. I don't blame the anger. But what, and I, I'm with you. I, I love that Norvell. I, I look, Florida State was on this cycle of they have this birthright feeling that they're supposed to be in the, you know, in the mix. And then they, they had a, a series of coaching hires that just went horribly wrong and they'd fallen off a cliff. And they were ready to run Norvell too. But then they took a deep breath and let the guy get his feet underneath him. And now look where they are. Like they they had an unbeaten regular season. So you and I are aligned on that. I think he's awesome. Um, he had a really good team. But they're, the way 
they allowed their anger and frustration to turn it into, well, then we're just not going to go play. You had a chance to go play Georgia, who hadn't lost in two years, and you could have shown everybody, like, this is actually who we, who we are. And instead, you got beat by 60, and no one played. And what that game was, was a reflection of what the culture is such a such a catch-all buzzword. That's the culture of Georgia that Kirby's created. He had a team that won back-to-back championships, and they lost. And, and as good as they were, they didn't get a spot at the table either. If anybody had a right to go, well, the hell with it. We're just not going to play. It was them, and everybody played. And that just shows you that you had a group of people that, that were sort of singularly focused on wanting to win the next game they had and went out and made a point about it. And Florida State didn't have that same kind of group uh, that wanted to play. And, and, if, and if you say to me the game meant nothing and none of their guys had to play, sure, there's a few guys that are going to the league. But you're right, Kevin. There's a bunch of other guys that just didn't play because they didn't want to. And that, to me, was a shame because you had a chance to, to make one last statement and shut everybody up forever. And instead, you got beat by 60. And, you know, I don't know. Like There, there were Florida State people that were apologists for that i would have been embarrassed that that was the last you know game we played because it, it put a really it put a really a really um that's not who they are like they're, they're a really good team and then and they fought all year and then they didn't and so that's the last thing people remember does that mean the committee was right of course not that wasn't who florida state was but that's what you guys chose to do with the last opportunity you had and, and that's you know to me that's on you yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I just didn't love the constant, you know, we're suing everybody, everybody's suing everybody over over something that, quite honestly, the criteria was there for the committee to do what they did. Uh, and I thought justifiably so in many ways. If you don't like it, change the criteria. We won't have to worry about it next year. But well, there will be, you know, there will be conversations about the last at large team for sure. And here's something oh, else that. Yeah, always. Just like, you know, the the bubble with the tournament. But I wonder when we get to the first year of this 12-team playoff in 2024-2025, I wonder if some of these teams that are going to have to win four games to get there, I wonder if there will be opt-outs. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, look. for The Texas players, backup quarterback opt, you know, hit the transfer portal. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. Um, I mean, that was. I mean, that you got that. That's the whole Ewers Arch Manning thing. And like, you know, yeah. like, look, if I'm not the guy, I'll I'll, t- I'll hit the road. It's 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 such. And I'm not anti portal, but I I am anti the fact that that college players are the only athletes in sports that have unlimited free agency. Like, there's exactly there's, you know no no pro gets to be a free agent every single year either. And and it's just it's mayhem. There's a whole a whole different conversation of is, if this is a sustainable model. Uh, I sure people will opt out because they're going to have business choices to make. And it's like, you know, look, I can't put my I put my I can't put myself at risk um, for these games. But I, I mean, I think by and large, the, the players that are in the championship mix will will uh, keep playing. Uh, I would think, um, and the bowl games of. The conversation about well now they're just an exhibition. Well, they were always only like the the the, the Nashville, the Music City Bowl. That, that that didn't mean more or less than it's ever meant before. It's the same thing. It's just does it matter yeah. enough to guys on your team to play? And for Maryland, it didn't. It didn't matter for Leah. I shouldn't say it didn't matter. He chose not to. Um, and and that'll continue to be the case for the for the non playoff bowls. But that was kind of what it was in the past. 
uh, now you just have far more people that just don't uh, elect to be in the participate in those games. All right. By the way, the hit's going really well um, right now. Oh, good. So, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'll skip over the fact that the GFS just trended colder, um, and we'll save that conversation for later. Did but a it? couple of quick things to fit. What? <laughs> it did. Um, not I, not cold enough uh, for uh, Saturday, but but colder uh, in, in, in the right direction. Um, so a couple of things real quickly to finish up. Back to the NFL for a moment. Do you yeah. think there's any chance the Chiefs put it together when they get to the postseason? There is. Here's what I'll say about them. For, for the entire year, I have said, I just want Mahomes to have to go on the road at some right. point in his career. Because it doesn't seem cosmically fair that he gets to play the Arrowhead Invitational every year. You know, it seems like if, if, you, if you're on this GOAT path and you want to be in the conversation – with the all-time greats, and certainly he has the gifts and, and has had the chances on these big stage where you get to be talked about among the very best. Well, at some point you got to you got to put on your road uni, man. I just whether it's at Baltimore this year, which you know that'd be a fun one. Uh, they, I think, because he's him, I have this lingering residual belief that at some point he's going to put on a cape and, and it look like the guy that only he looks like but that's more like the, this this uh sneaking s- suspicion that it could happen as opposed to i really think it there's just too much evidence that they're just not that this year too many games where he looks just he's he's under duress they don't have it like they win games because their defense when they win games this year so I guess it's a long way of saying, no, I don't. I don't think they will. Uh, I, I think if anyone's going to go and run, it's the team that might not even make it if they don't beat Miami, and that's Buffalo. Uh, right. I just love watching them play. Um, I, I, you know, Minnesota's your, your, your team that's not your team, but you watch them and you brood for them. That's Buffalo for me. I, I, I just I really like the way Allen <laughs> thanks, plays. Thanks for, thanks for outing me. Um, well, appreciate I every, that. I think everybody knows that, that I, you. But it's not the team. It's it's the one player that I root for. We well, we refer to him now as you know who. You kind of oh you well, you kind of root for you know who. Well, well, Josh Allen's my you know who. I, he's reckless, puts the ball in harm's way. I get it, but I just I think he's got this 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 fight in him that I really enjoy watching. So I think if anybody's going to come out to snap Baltimore, it's it's Buffalo, and they might not even make it. So no, I don't. I think Kansas City's just too flawed this year. Yeah, well, you answered, I guess, my next question, which is, other than Baltimore and San Francisco, who ends up breaking that up? I actually would love to see Cleveland at Baltimore in a divisional round game in that second I'll round. Who I'll tell you who wouldn't want that is Baltimore. I, I know Ravens fans, they're like, oh, my, man, if we got to see Flacco, I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't want to deal with Flacco in, in a playoff game. He comes to Baltimore and Flacco starts tossing it around, man. I don't know. Exactly, because when they played those playoff games, that's when Flacco played great. Unbelievable. He was a road warrior. I mean, he was fearless. That, that, that was what I remember most most of all. And, then, and they lost the game in New England. They could have won and maybe should Two won. of them. And like, I know, and Flacco was so good. And and what a story. I just, I've always liked him. And I, I love the fact you know that. he's just yeah. he, he, he's sitting around on his couch, just sitting around going, man, I can still do this. And... He gets a chance with with Cleveland, and that defense is scary as hell. 
and he's made them different. Like him and Najoku, and uh, I mean the, the game that Cooper had against Houston, where he had about eight million receiving yards. Um, they, uh, I mean, there's sure there's they're a team that could that could be scary as well. But um, I don't know, Baltimore's are they peaking too soon? You, you you can't control when that happens. But their their ceiling is is nuts, and you know defensively they they've got some some numbers that are just really without precedent in terms of you know, leading the NFL in points allowed, sacks, and turnovers. I mean, you, you know, that's a hell of a thing to to be leading in all of them. And then you got the presumed MVP at quarterback. So, uh, right. big year, I'm, you know, big, but- obviously, obviously a big year for them to try to get to the playoffs and, and not stumbles and, you know, change the conversation about that part of, of, of who he is at the moment. All right, I have not handled clock management very well, so I've got 30 seconds. Real quickly, does Harbaugh coach in the NFL next year, and if so, with whom? I say yes, and the answer to the next parts, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know that uh, I don't know if there are you know relationship challenges that would preclude him going to certain places. I've heard the way that he handled the last two off seasons with Denver and Minnesota, where he may, you know maybe kind of acted like he was just going to get the job, kind of maybe rubbed some people in the NFL wrong. But I just think you know who he is is going to be too enticing a possibility not to end up there, and also. Everybody on this Michigan team is, is headed to the NFL. You know, if they win Monday, like, it's the perfect way to walk off. So, I think he's in the NFL. I don't have a clue where. How many Big Ten games does Maryland win? I don't know, man. It's not great. We can't shoot. No. I hope so. Um, I hope lastly, so. Real, real quickly, Rory, what did you make of his comments about Liv saying he was too judgmental? <laughs> I think it's telling. I think it's just telling that the reality is is clearly this is is this is as smart and as for as informed a guy as there is in that sport. I think he can see the 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 chessboard here, and it's pretty clear that there's going to be some sort of an alliance moving forward. And I think he's trying to, you know, walk back some of the things he said because look, he was very pro PGA Tour, and then the PGA Tour went on CNBC one morning and was like, "Hey, we're going to go into business with these guys." And he had to be like, "Wait, what?" And so I think I think he. You know, I just assume he kind of has an idea of where this is all headed. Is trying to be as diplomatic as he can because I think he's always pretty, uh, pretty wise when it comes to that. All right, see ya. Thanks, appreciate it. Talk to you later. I hope it was a good hit, everybody. Yeah, it was very good hit. It was. It's up, upper upper echelon, top five of your hits. Uh, we really? should do it more often um, if you're available. Really you just got to get up that often, just more often than it's been, but not like often. <laughs> yeah, that? because the weekly thing that you did with me for eight years, you finally got sick of it. Um, yeah, and yeah. I can't blame you because yeah. it wasn't for compensation. I, I mean, I love you, but I mean, at some point, you know. Yeah. All right, I'll talk to you later. I mean, later. more I than go. once a football season. I mean, for God's sake, who am I? See ya. Scott Van Pelt, everybody, back after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 